Justice? Justice. This is Justice, and this is the Justice and the Peace Podcast. Parker JB, drop that beat. Yes, sir. You know what we do about this, huh? About to talk my shit, swallow a little spit. Parker JB, drop. This is the Justice and the Peace Podcast. You already know what you're listening to in the background. That's Park JB on the beats. On the beats. And it's time for me to go you to myself and that's why it is the justice and the peace podcast all right y'all all right all right all right all right today's date is thursday april 28th the time now is 10 48 p.m a little early on that ass huh <laughs> Yeah, um, I forgot to do the intro. So, what I'm going to do is backwards. Well, not backwards. I'm going to do it now. So, here you go. I tell people this all the time. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player in the world, he took 946 game-winning shots. 946 times since he was in high school, the ball has been in his hand to take the game-winning shot with no time on the clock. He has only made 146 of those. He has missed over 700 times, but he has made 146. You know what they write about? When you make it. When you make it. I meant to start the podcast off with that because I am fucking back. Yes. I'm back to make your motherfucking eardrums bleed. Well, some shit it is that you really don't need. But I'm here, so crack open your beers and light up your weed. This is the Justice and the Podcast. Just let me proceed. I just made that shit up. You're welcome. 
I'm a poet, you bastards. All right. So that was Steve Harvey, and he was basically, I mean, I don't know if you could pick up on what it is that he was saying, but what he had said was, through countless attempts, countless attempts, over 900 attempts of having possession of the ball in the ending of the game, Michael Jordan took all of these shots. And taking all of those shots, of course you're going to miss some. But what they don't, what they don't tell you is how many you miss. They tell you how many you hit. I mean, there's nuance to everything. And, of course, if you just suck as a basketball player and you miss every single shot on every single game, yeah, they're going to write about your ass. But if you are the GOAT at the end of the day, all of the stumbles, all of the trips, all of the, 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 the detours, none of that is focused on at the end of of your body of work. That's why, well, one of the reasons I put that up is because we all, especially me, I'm a work in progress. But I am a work in progress that acknowledges that I am working on progress and that that is a process. Mm-hmm. All that shit is true, motherfucker. But yeah, off of the introducing topic and on to the flowers. Well, with the flowers, okay. it, it, yeah, I will, grandson. With the flowers, I want to give flowers, and I'm pretty sure I've given the flowers to these people before in my life or on the podcast, definitely on the podcast, not in life, but on the podcast. I want to give flowers to all of the naysayers, the haters, the imitators, the procrastinators, <laughs> all the haters. <laughs> all of you motherfuckers get it today. You're getting flowers, man. Except you're getting funeral, funeral flowers. And I ain't talking about that new shit that's sitting up there, you know, right in front of the pews as you sit at the funeral. I'm talking about them old flowers that have been sitting in the sun at the cemetery all dried out and withered, losing leaves. That's what the fuck you get. And I will hand them to you when I see you. I promise. Lord knows I promise I will. It is amazing to me how many motherfuckers don't want people to do good and succeed. It's an, it, it is an amazing, amazing aspect to me to look at someone else and actually hope that they fall off their square. And it exists everywhere within our families, definitely within our families, our friends, our associates, because associates and friends, those are two different things. Friends, uh, a friend is someone that you can tell your secrets to. An associate is someone you just kind of, you know, kick it with every once in a while. But your friends, your associates, you know, all of these people, 
no matter what it is that you do. You could be doing dirt bad, they hate. You could be doing very well, they hate. Mediocre, they got some steamy shit for your ass. Just drop on your front porch. There are haters everywhere. You're a hater too, and so am I. But (laughs) the thing about the haters that I'm talking about is that they're not open with their hatred. They're little sneaky, belly-to-the-ground, crawling-ass motherfuckers that, 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 you know, whisper little sweet nothings into other people's ears. I forget which movie it was. Oh, it's a couple of movies where it happens, but definitely Fallen, where uh, 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 she just whispers something into the ear or touches them. No, 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 she touches something. She touches the people on the body. That's not the movie. But it's a movie where they whisper something into someone's ear, and then that person just kind of just loses their shit. Those whispers that I speak of no longer work on me. They don't. They, they, they really don't. You haters, all of you, have collectively shared your energy enough with me for me to understand why you hate me. And, and, and it's, it's quite apparent and clear now. It's because you ain't me. <laughs> you couldn't survive nor thrive or have the balls to do half the shit it is that I've done in my life. And I know this. I do know this. Because as I tell my story to certain individuals and I see the tears beating in the corners of their eyes and their face start to flush and the oxygen lose. Not lose, but leave their fucking bodies. To me, it's just another sentence about what the fuck it is that has happened in 42 years. But you want to cry. Uh, don't you, you want to cry? Yeah, but then after you hear the story, you find a way to, to turn it around on me. And I appreciate you. Love you. But in the same sentence, fuck you. In the ass, no grease. No Vaseline, not even a kiss when you're done, or when they done, because you're not doing the fucking, you getting fucked. In case you haven't noticed, I am on a shit-talking spree tonight. Been up early, got up early this morning, gardening. That, that's, that's been a big part of my peace with justice, with myself, is gardening and studying things and and. and and stuff like that. And, and since I'm talking about peace and I'm talking about my self-absorbed ass, it w- it's a great time right now for me to once again. Go say. And after I do that, you're going to understand that. You're an idiot. Yes, I'm an idiot. And <laughs> I will. Debbie. Um, probably. Because. Yeah, well, because I should. Papa. Yeah, well, all the buttons are fucked up on here, but we're going to keep steaming right through that shit. Um, like I was saying, uh, it's a perfect time to segue from you haters into what brings me the peace. And what brings me peace even more now than ever before is understanding my anger 
the the angry part, the 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 part that I really don't too much show anymore. The part that was a cornerstone of my personality, the angry justice. I'm not angry anymore. Uh, truthfully, I'm not angry. A little upset at certain individuals, but what could you do? There's nothing that I could do about what anybody else does with their life or time except for control what it is that I do with mine. And one of my favorite things to do is tell people to fuck off and fuck you. <laughs> that is so true. It is so true. Oh my God. It is so true. So let's talk about the anger and my observational perspective on how my anger works. And it usually comes in a wave of three different things. But before I started recording, I remembered that there's a fourth that's just as important as those three. So let's, let me brush upon these three different emotions that happen that I identify as I become angry. The first one is rage. Out of control rage. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to put my hands on you. I might. I might. But then again, right about now, I won't. Mm -mm. I don't roll around in the dirt with nobody. They have tools that take care of problems for that. So first is the rage. And then after I'm enraged, I want revenge. And of course, revenge, it, it rides along the lines of so many different things. I remember it was one guy who, uh, who did me bad. <laughs> I don't want to give out too many details. This guy did me bad, and uh, I didn't too much like him anyway in the beginning, so I fucked this bitch. multiple times <laughs> that's revenge right so you get your rage then you get your revenge and then after those two things have cycled out of your system or at least out of my system I feel remorseful like damn I wish I didn't get that fucking mad to do exactly what it is that I just now did I really I really I shouldn't have done that now I got to fucking apologize or try to make things right or blah, 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 blah. Three things right there. Three fucking things that tick. <coughs> That's the heartbeat of my anger. <coughs> Sorry. I smoke on the podcast now. So it's rage. Revenge remorse and the last one that I just now wrote down is repeat and I say repeat because once somebody takes me through those three through those first three emotions it's much easier for me to go back to that place with that person because you've already established a credit line of anger with me and yes, I said a line of credit, a credit line of anger with me, which means now all you're going to do is run up your tab, 
until finally I close your account. <laughs> if that makes any sense to you, motherfucker. Until I'm done fucking with you, it doesn't stop. That used to be a very big part of my personality was the anger. But it's been uh, over a year now <coughs> since I stopped drinking. <coughs> and I still get I still get angry. I do. That's a natural human emotion. It's the controlling of it. That that's that's something that I've I've really tried to harness and and, and control and keep in check. But sometimes, and I mean maybe twice within the last year, I have gotten so mad that I have wanted to jump back into old Jessica's skin just to watch him flash and win. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody who listens to this podcast has ever been around me when I'm angry and talking shit, but I go for everything. Nothing is off the table. Not a goddamn thing. And I'm not going to lie, for a long time I thought that shit was some sort of superpower, and I'm pretty sure that for a long time it protected me out of certain situations and circumstances. Obviously, I'm here now. Um, but that's not the way that I want to proceed anymore. That's, that's a choice that, 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 that I've chosen on my own to make, is not to let anyone else move me off of my square. Because this is my little patch. My little piece of happiness or, or freedom or whatever it is that you call your, your mental mind state. But it gets so motherfucking hard when you run into stupidity. At least when I run into stupidity, especially from individuals who I expect, who I know, have the comprehension and ability to not only be better. <laughs> What's Trump's wife's name? And she said it'd be better. <coughs> it, it, it just rubs me the wrong way. When I know people have not only the means, the methods, and opportunity and time to try to better themselves, but instead of trying to better themselves, what they want to do is pull you down to where they're at. And it's very, very tempting for me to get down in the trenches with these motherfuckers. And, and I like that kind of shit. I'm good at arguing. I'm good at debating people and shit like that. I'm a very, very inquisitive individual, and I love asking questions. What I didn't understand is that asking questions to certain individuals pissed them the fuck off. <laughs> That's not my fault, nor my problem. But it's just very funny to me about, not about, it's just very funny to me how my anger used to be the cornerstone of my personality, and now that I've changed that over, everybody who wanted me to be peaceful when I was angry don't even want to be my friend. <laughs> a 
lying ass motherfuckers. All y'all niggas can eat a dick. <laughs> All of the people who wanted me to be peaceful. Now they want to kick it. They don't want to kick it with the peaceful justice who's speaking sense. Who's, 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 who's kicking. What you trying to kick knowledge, man? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> All of the people <coughs> who wanted me to be peaceful are almost transparent in my life. I could <coughs> see right through their ass. Funny. Yeah, I guess. I can laugh at just about anything. <coughs> but the realization that these people did nothing but look me in my face and lied to my eyes is hurtful. <coughs> And I don't think that this is the end of that. I really don't. You know, they got this this uh they got this saying that when one door closes, you know, another door opens. Well, fact of the matter is this. I'm tired of coming to certain people's house anyway. <laughs> fuck your door. Shit, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Yeah, uh, when one door closes, another one opens. So opportunities are always, you know, they're they're there if you're looking for them. But in in at my tender young age of, of forty two, um, I I don't know if I, I I mean this is a serious question that I'm about to about to ask. I don't know. That right now, in this time on earth, if it's even safe to trust people, I don't know. I really don't know. I barely trust myself, let alone trusting a brand new person who I don't know just into my circle is a frightening and threatening place to take my mind. It, it It's it's. Truly something that, that um, I try not to entertain very, very much because, like I said, like I have said and like I will continuously say on my podcast is that I love everybody. I just don't like a lot of motherfucking people, you know, so I don't stay around motherfucking bullshit and I won't be around no motherfucking bullshit. So keep that bullshit over there with you, yourself, and your two looking ass eyes, Okay. It's, it's, I'm at a point right now to where, where I think we all get to this point. I don't know if I'm late getting here or, or early, but, but the rest of my life is, is, is like limited edition shit. So I'm not going to be out here just fucking around just to be fucking around with people that I don't see any type of you know growth in the future with i want friends that i can call and they're going to pick up the phone and tell me the truth i don't want no yes people on my team i could tell myself yes all day if i want to hey justice you you know you can drink yes i i can you yes i hey justice you know you ain't got to work right yes you're right i don't have to work this is true this is hey justice Yes. 
You see that girl over there? Yes, I wait, 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 wait. You know you could yes, I know I could. I don't need that shit. I don't need that energy in my life right now. I need nothing but clean, positive, peaceful, fucking energy and love right now. And and I have to constantly speak these things into existence because of the reason why I was just talking about before the 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 haters the haters procrastinators imitators they're everywhere they're everywhere there's no getting through around above below no tunneling these motherfuckers are everywhere and like I said, this podcast serves on so many different levels, but first to my children and secondly to anyone else who chooses to listen, I definitely advise everyone, take a second look at your family, take a second look at your friends, and then take a look at yourself and ask yourself, do you deserve to be treated better do you deserve to be loved because you know we all have our own little personal definition of love right you know this is love that's not love and you know it can't be love but but we all have our own little definition of love i'm making it almost uh, a religion of mine from now on to educate everybody in my immediate circle immediately as it happens in real time about hurtful shit that it is that I feel that they're doing to me. And I advise everyone else to do the same so that you draw. It's not even drawing a line in the sand. It's almost, well, not almost, it's demanding respect in a respectable manner because if you don't if i don't i don't know how other people process this shit i know that if i don't get on what exactly it is that's bothering me right then right there at that moment it bottles up and and, and, and i'm gonna put a pin in that and tell you a quick story now i was raised with many, many people. One of the people that I was raised with was my grandfather, Edward Lawrence, a.k.a. Pokey. Now, when I grew up with, with, with Pokey, Edward Lawrence, he had us call him Dad. Now, this is going to sound crazy, so I want to say it again so you can understand this story as I tell it to you. I was raised for a part of my life with my grandfather, Edward Lawrence. His nickname is Pokey. He asked me and my brothers to call him Dad because he said Grandpa sounds like he's an old man. Anyway, Dad didn't have the best handle on his anger. He really didn't. And sometimes he'd, he'd, uh, he'd lose his temper. But, but I'm not talking about him losing his temper right now. What I'm talking about is him bottling up all of these fucking emotions. 
you know, all of these things that were going on. And there's no way in hell that at my age while living with him, I could understand what it was that he was going through as a grown-ass man with a missing daughter, raising her children, who are three badass little boys. I could never understand what it was that my grandfather was going through. And instead of dealing with these problems on a real-time basis, in a real-time manner, uh, 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 I don't, I'm not even sure if my grandfather got counseling or anything. But I know that a problem would occur, and it would beat off his back like, uh, uh, like water on a duck's back. It would just be like nothing would bother him, nothing would bother him. And then like a little bitty thing would happen, like something very, very small would happen. And all of that water that had beaded off of his back, it had like filled up into some sort of carbonated, I don't know, can, jug, bottle or some shit. And somebody was just shaking it. And as soon as soon as another bead hit it, that person let go of the cork and, and all of these emotions from everything just came in a flurry exploding out in every which direction. I'm going to take a pen out of it. And I'm afraid of that with me. I'm a very sensitive individual. And and you can call it being light-skinned. I don't give a fuck. At least I know what the fuck I am. I don't walk around here acting like I'm some sort of triple thug or some other shit like that and then get caught doing the crime and then snitch on everybody in the hood. I'm not one of these niggas walking around here acting like I ain't scared of shit. And the first thing I do when somebody want to fight me is shoot them. I'm not that guy. I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a sensitive individual. And if I feel like you are intentionally trying to hurt me, first I'm going to tell you that I don't like that shit, which in my head is a warning. What happens next, I can't promise. I can't promise anything. I'm more than likely to get the fuck away from some ignorance than I am to indulge or incorporate myself with it. But I am asking everyone to please start drawing healthy, a healthy standard that it is for people to engage with you. The internet has completely discombobulated how people think they can talk to you in real life. People talk to you in real life like they're on the internet. And and instead of letting all of that shit bottle up or letting all of the shit from your house bottle up or any all of whatever the fuck is bothering you, bottle all up and just explode on anything that just goes crazy, start making standards for yourself. Stand up for a standard shit. Or sit down on some shit. I don't know what the fuck makes you happy. I'm just trying to let you know how it is that I am operating now. As a 42-year-old mixed man. Because I ain't white enough to be white. And I ain't black enough to be black. So I'm motherfucking mixed. The mulatto mixed motherfucker on the podcast. I do not really have that much to broadcast on because I have to do one subject at a time. If I do not, this podcast goes on for an hour and a half with me just rambling, and it's a big gamble if anybody listens to those kind of podcasts 
with only one person talking. I am not a gambling man. <laughs> but keep this shit short and sweet, you motherfuckers. I think I got one more uh 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 little clip. Little clip for you. Check this out. Now this is a very, very interesting interaction that I caught on the gram. And it's an interaction between Dr. Umar Johnson, uh Umar, Dr. Umar Johnson and uh the Breakfast Club. Let's give it a listen. In this type of behavior. Do you Black- think people can be born gay? No, I don't. And it's and there's no conclusive evidence uh, to that. Point. Wow, you know, you know, a lot of gay people say they were born that way. They said that, you know, you're saying a lot of murderers people... say they were born murderers. Mm-hmm. A lot of pedophiles say they were born pedophiles. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to say there's a gay gene, we're going to have to open up the conversation and say that there's a pedophile gene, which means if I molest children, I shouldn't go to jail because after all, it was in my DNA. What did I Be say careful yesterday? about opening up one I, door. You got to open you? up all them doors. What did I say yesterday? I said if you keep acting like that. In about 15 years, people are going to be like, oh, pedophilia is just well, something you're But no, hold on. Being a pedophile is illegal. Being a homosexual is not illegal. Well, true, but guess what? When the DSM-5 came out last year, that's the Bible of diagnoses, they say they accidentally put pedophilia in as a sexual orientation. Having sex with kids accidentally was not listed in the DSM as an illness. They had to quickly fix to change that, and I think they did that on purpose because there's an organization you see, that's something very, 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 very controversial. And I can't just talk about what I just talked about and then put that on the same fucking podcast. So if you want to hear what the fuck it is that I think about that shit, you got to listen to the next podcast. <laughs> Debbie. I will. Gosh, you bummer. Yes. Papa. I know. End of my podcast. Like, rate, subscribe, tell a friend. Hey, don't pretend. Justice in the peace. Debbie. Hey, I'm about to stop it. Okay. All right, I'm going inside, grandson. Shit. This is the Justice in the Peace podcast. Thank you for listening. Like, rate, subscribe, tell a friend. Don't hate. Don't pretend. Keep it real, my nigga. Keep it real, my peace. Or get left in pieces.